You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hi loves, welcome back to another episode of Not Basic Blonde Podcast. I have a very interesting guest today. Her name is Teresa De Pasquale and... She is a very successful entrepreneur and social media expert. So today, we'll be talking about how to win Instagram game in 2021. We'll be discussing so many interesting topics. How to build and define your brand, how to win an Instagram game, how to find the right balance between leaning and launching your business, what kind of content attracts the most attention, how to prevent social media burnout, why most entrepreneurs fail at social media, and so much more. But before we dive in, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review Not Basic Blonde Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hi, how are you? Welcome to Not Basic Blonde Podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for being my guest. And I always start my episodes with guest introductions. So would you please tell our listeners about yourself, your career? Absolutely. Yeah, so my name is Tracy Di Pasquale, and I am the CEO and founder of Capture Social Group and the Social Butterfly Program. Um, I started my entrepreneurial career back, let's see, 15, 16 years ago. Um, I actually opened gyms, and I used to have brick-and-mortar gyms, and uh, ended up having a couple babies, and the family thing got a little bit too crazy with the brick-and-mortar, so... I ended up uh, closing one, selling the other, and moving online. And at that time, Instagram had really just started. It was like a brand new app. So I remember going on Instagram and kind of like fiddling around the app and trying to figure out how to use it. And I just started posting on there. And at that time, I had decided that I was going to enter a fitness competition. And this is when I was a health and fitness expert. And I just kind of started like posting my journey of what I was doing with my fitness show. And I caught on really quickly to how Instagram worked. Um, when it was very, very new. And so I started really growing my page pretty quickly. And I grew some other uh, big marketing pages that I would actually use to like sell marketing features on. Um, and that was over a few years. And through that time, I was also building my personal brand, which was Bikini Boss Fitness. It was my online fitness business. So I had like all the online content programs. I had a huge fitness team that I coached a bunch of people. And then I ended up kind of writing a book and had an app and did all those fun things. 
Um, and I did that for about five or six years. And I decided that I needed to put my big girl pants on, like I call it, which was to learn online marketing because I was doing really strictly organic social media marketing. And so I joined a mastermind. I got invited and I joined a mastermind to learn online marketing. And over the course of, I'd say probably like the first two years, I was really just like learning everything about the online stuff, but I was started kind of consulting people about online branding and social media marketing and how to build a big engaged following on Instagram and social media. And my mentor at the time came to me and was like, you know, you're really good at this. I think you should consider doing this like as your thing full time. So at that point I was already in fitness for like 13, 14 years. So I was kind of ready to make a shift. So I ended up selling my fitness business and I started my agency capture and here we are about two and a half years later. So I have a full service agency that we actually do social media for people and I do consulting or I have um, the online portion of my business, which we do like courses and memberships and all that kind of stuff. That's very impressive. I love your background. But how do you build and define the brand in your opinion? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think it's really important. I think a mistake that a lot of entrepreneurs make is they're not specific or niche enough. So they try to be something for everybody, right? And they say, when you're something, when you're, when you're for everybody, you're for nobody. So I think you really got to get clear on like who is your ideal market and really like hone in. And, and I'll give you an example. There's actually a book on this called um, Blue Ocean. They talk about the blue ocean strategy, which is everyone like the red ocean part is where all the sharks are fighting, right? There's blood in the water because everyone's fighting over the same people. But the blue ocean is the part of what you do that nobody's going after. So like looking at like, what is your blue ocean and really focusing on that for your brand? Because, you know, like for example, for Instagram, there's a ton of Instagram marketers, but what makes me different is I specialize in working with a specific type of person who is an entrepreneurial expert, someone who's very, very credible. Typically they've written books, they have podcasts, like they're a public figure and they have a whole online component of their brand they want to monetize. So that's who I work with as entrepreneurial experts. So I'm not competing with all the other people that are teaching you Instagram hacks, right? So really understanding like what you're good at and what you do and building your brand around that. Yeah, I agree. And how, like, what makes you special? What is your unique approach? With Instagram, with social media marketing, yeah. I think my, my unique approach is that I tell people not to pay attention to vanity metrics because at the end of the day, the people that I work with want to leverage social media for their business, right? They're not trying to be an influencer. They want to actually build a brand and they want to be able to use it for like lead generation traffic. And so what I teach them is even though everybody wants to grow, you also want to make sure that you have an engaged following. So oftentimes what people will do is they'll start an Instagram, they'll buy a bunch of fake followers just for social proof. The problem is, Number one, fake people aren't going to buy your stuff. And number two, that really damages your page in the long run because of the engagement, because the way Instagram works. So I kind of tell people the opposite of what everybody else is doing. <laughs> I have a different approach. Mine is really doing it the right way, building an engaged little tribe one by one versus kind of shortcutting and trying just to do like, you know, like the social proof. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, now like they suggest you're supposed to do reels and videos and show your face more in your stories. Mm -hmm. But in your opinion, how do you win Instagram game in 2021? Uh, I think the first thing is showing up this, you know, just being consistent. And I think a lot of people start Instagram and they don't see results immediately and they just give up. So you just have to, you know, put one foot in front of the other. Most people that I know that are very successful, both with growing and with building a business and a brand off of it are in it for the long run. They're, it's not, they don't expect, you know, crazy results overnight. 
Um, the second thing is providing value. So you want to become the go-to resource, right? If you're an expert that you know you're looking to grow and engage following, you need to become you need to position yourself as that industry expert, and you do that by providing value to your audience. So I think that's huge because you have to think about people are on on social media in general to be entertained, right? So if you can mix in entertainment with education, a little inspiration, you're going to build a really good engaged following. So it's really about making social media about your followers, not about you. I agree. And what do you think about sharing your personal stories and your personal kind of stuff? Do you think it helps your brand or it Mm -hmm. kind of damages your brand? Oh, I think absolutely. I think, you know, this is stuff that I teach, which is people want to follow people right? As humans, we're innately designed to want to connect with other humans. That's what social media is about. And so I think that a lot of entrepreneurs and experts, when they start to build their brand, kind of hide behind their business content, right? They put up all the business content about their posts or their expertise, and people don't even know who they are. So they can't connect with them. So if you really want to grow an engaged audience, you have to let your audience know who you are. And that gives them the ability to like you and trust you enough to be able to eventually buy from you. So absolutely. I think it's super important. Yeah, I think so too. How do you find the perfect balance between leading and launching your business? I don't know. I think that I'm a little bit different here because I personally, when it comes to launching, I like to really take my time and make sure like whatever I decide to launch is going to be like a hundred thousand percent amazing. And I go through and refine it, refine it, refine it. And until I have the perfect product. And then once that's done, then I will come over here and launch. So I'm not just kind of like launching stuff all over the place. Um, so for me, I am more about, you know, if it takes 10 weeks longer to launch something than I thought it was going to take, I know that when I relaunch it, it's going to be the right time and it's going to be a great product. So that's kind of how, that's how I apply it. Do you think you have to launch it like kind of warm up your audience before and how far in advance? Because usually they say what, like a month in advance, you're supposed to warm them up and kind of get them excited about your product or whatever you're launching. And then actually the launch day, they're all warmed up and they're ready to buy it. Yeah, that's a great question. So you, I mean, if you, if you have a good content strategy, you should always be talking about your core brand topics and your marketing topics anyways. So they should be pretty familiar with it. But what we teach is I have like a seven S success selling on Instagram formula that we teach. And part of that is you want to be like seeding in information about whatever you're selling into your content so they're excited about it, right? You wanna give them like little quick wins here or there, position yourself as the expert so that when you hit them with a call to action, they're ready to take it. Yeah, absolutely. And before becoming an entrepreneur, what do you think like things you wish you knew before becoming an entrepreneur? Oh my goodness, that's a big list. <laughs> um, okay, things I wish I knew before I became an entrepreneur. Um, everything is gonna take 10 times or more longer than you think it's gonna take no matter what it is, success, your projects, launches, all the things, growing a team. So just really be in it for the long run. Like they say, you know, overnight success takes, you know, seven to 10 years. That's so true. So I think that's number one, um, hire before you're ready. It took me a long time to do this, but this is one of the keys of how I've grown so fast. You have to hire people before you can afford them because you can't grow if you can't grow right? If you don't have the team or the capability to grow, you literally can't grow. So you have to take a risk and hire before you're ready. So that the opportunity, when it comes, you, you're ready for it. So I think that's probably my two main ones. And as far as hire before you're ready, I know like so many have dilemma with it because like they think, okay, I can't afford to hire a person, but I actually have to grow my business, like you said, and you can't grow because you can't hire. So how do you hire when you can't really afford someone? 
few, I mean, you have to just, it's, it's investing back in the business. I don't look at it as an expense. I look at it as an investment, right? So when I think about it, I don't, you know, I'm not, I don't get worried about it because I know that I'm investing back so that when the business comes, I'm ready for it. And that's, this is literally one of the ways I've been able to grow. Because for example, if you, there's like levels of entrepreneurship, right? There's a solopreneur who's just starting, they're doing everything themselves. Then you kind of can hire, you know, you have like a two or three person team and then you can start delegating a little bit and then your team grows and you kind of have like four or five people. And that's when you can start really getting some traction because as the visionary or the entrepreneur or the CEO, you cannot do everything yourselves. So you have to look at delegating and you have to hire for multiple positions. But what you have to look at is the time that hiring is going to free you up is time that you could be focusing on more revenue generating activities, right? So if you're going to hire people, the goal should be to hire them to take some kind of workload off of you so that you can focus on marketing and sales and, you know, customer service and all the things that make more money. Yeah, I agree. And sometimes, you know, the things I've learned before when I was hiring someone, <laughs> you're trying to take load off yourself, but then you hire someone and they can actually, they create more work for you. <laughs> oh, that's a whole other topic. Yeah, you have to. I know. Hiring is, I, it's a skill that you have to develop. Cause I can tell you for a long time, I was not the best at hiring, but as I've gone through, I've like refined it. And now I can kind of tell ahead of time, even by their application, if they're going to be a good fit. And then we have like a whole process that we take them through that we know, you know, like we have specific questions that we know if we ask, if we get a specific answer, they're not going to be a good fit. Oh, I, I like that answer. <laughs> mm-hmm. And what do you think, what content attracts the most attention right now? <sighs> That's a, that's a hard question because there's all different content, but I can tell you that people want to be entertained on social media. So if you're someone who's not comfortable doing that and putting yourself out there, you need to find other creative ways to, to entertain your audience. And it can still be relevant on brand to whatever your topics are. But like, for example, you know, if I'm an entrepreneurial expert and I want to educate on something and I'm not comfortable getting out and doing silly reels or entertaining people, I could post like funny quotes or memes that are relevant to my topics, right? I could use user generated content, which is taking somebody else's video that we saw viral that worked on their page and using it on mine, but making sure I give them credit. So there's different ways to do that. But I absolutely think that if you're not mixing up your content and making it a little bit fun, it's going to be hard to, to get, keep an engaged audience. Yeah. I see so many people using viral videos of someone like they're funny ones and yep. they actually get so many shares and everything, but I feel weird, honestly, posting someone else's video on my page because <laughs> I never done it before. If it makes sense with your brand, I mean, like I haven't done it on my personal while, but we do it on capture all the time. Like we'll do like funny kind of little video memes and stuff. And I think it's just great. People like to laugh. We like to be entertained. So if you can find content like that, that makes sense with your brand, all you have to do is just give them credit in the caption. And it's totally fine to do that. You know, people like when you share their stuff and give them credit. Yeah, definitely. And how do you prevent social media burnout? Well, that's a tricky question because I own an agency. <laughs> So I am in social media all the time. I can tell you personally, I don't consume social media. I produce. So I think that for me, you know, when I, what I mean by that is like, I'm not on there looking at what everybody else is doing. I'm making content for everybody. So for me, I don't have as much burnout as say, if I was on social media, just consuming, I feel like that is where it really starts to wear you down. So really looking at like, are you producing or are you consuming social media? And you, know, you like, mean like when you actually um consuming you are looking at someone else's post and you yep. kind of compare yourself and that's kind of kills you exactly oh. exactly if you're looking at what everybody else is doing and you're comparing yourself and 
you, you know, have jealousy or like that, you know, that drains the energy out of you. It's going to take away from what you're doing. So focus on you putting out good content and don't worry about whatever everyone else is doing. Yeah, I absolutely agree. That's a great advice. Why most entrepreneurs fail at social media? Another good question. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the top four things are um, oftentimes they don't have the right goals. And what I mean by that is like really understanding how you want to utilize your social media or your Instagram. So for example, you know, if you are someone who wants to be an influencer, you need to manage your page in a specific way to be an influencer. If you're someone who wants to leverage your Instagram for your business, you need to manage your page and have a strategy for that. So there's different strategies. And I think most people try to be all things and then they're nothing successfully. So I think that's a big mistake is like not really having a clear goal of like what you're doing with your social media. Um, the second part of that is once you have the goal, not having the right strategy, because like I said, there's different strategies for different goals. I think a third part would be the execution. I think that the most successful people that I know take it very seriously. You know, if you want to really brand yourself, you've got to start taking it seriously. You've got to have really good visuals. You've got to have good pictures. You've got to have good captions. You've got to have a good strategy. Like you have to take it seriously. Um, and I think a lot of people just post random stuff. And, you know, if you're the rock or if you're Beyonce or whoever, you can get away with that. But us normal people have to actually have a good strategy, right? We have to actually have a plan and we have to put out really good content to be able to really get traction. And I yeah. think the last one, I would say just not having realistic expectations. Like people get on social media and think they're going to get to a hundred thousand followers overnight. And that's not going to happen unless you're someone, I'm not saying it never, but for the most of us, you know, unless you're someone who's okay making viral videos all the time, then you're going to grow way faster than someone who's just putting out normal content. So be realistic and be in it for the long game. And in your opinion, like sometimes, you know, there was a strategy and like stigma about the perfect feed before. And now everyone is kind of like doing whatever with their feed. But what do you think is best to keep your feed kind of still attractive or kind of like post whatever raw, real stuff? I think that there's a difference. You can be mindful of what your feed looks like without being, you know, you don't have to be a blogger that edits every photo with a specific filter and everything matches. You don't need to do that. However, I do think that you should be mindful of what your feed looks like because the first step to getting new followers is when they visit your page, whatever it looks like is going to determine if they click into your content to even watch or read or consume it to begin with. Right. So if you have like a very messy, chaotic, or like, uh, you know, selfies that are like fuzzy and like bad quality, they're probably going to be like, eh, like not interested. Whereas if you have like a clean looking feed, it doesn't have to be overly edited, but like just nice photos, you know, nice graphics, like looks nice and clean, wherever they're going to be way more inclined to go and click and see what you're about. Cause you got to remember people in, on social media and especially Instagram, the way that the feed works, they're very ADD. They're getting inundated with information all the time. So if you have a really messy feed, they're probably not going to be that excited about looking at it. Yeah. And you know, honestly, As for me, I never plan my feed at all, but I just keep kind of the same color seem like, mm -hmm. you know, the same, my colors are pink, like lavender and all the same colors, but I never planned my feed because, you know, some people actually plan it and to make it look perfect and nice, <laughs> I never done it, but it all that's, just automatically kind yeah, of worked that's out. That's kind of a tip that I give too, is like, you can use tips like that to make it look nice without having to stress out about it. You know, you don't have to use all the editing apps. We don't do that. But if you know in your head, okay, this is my brand kit, this is my color scheme, and you keep a consistency, that's going to make a nice look on your page just by doing that one thing. 
you know? So like actually thinking about like, what are my brand colors? Like, what do I, what, what kind of vibe do I want on my page? Do I want to have studio photos? Do I want to have natural light photos? And you don't have to stress, like, we don't plan a grid. Like we don't have a specific cadence where like at the agency, we're not like picture quote, you know, like we don't have, we don't do all that. Like we're more about the the value of the content than we are about the look. But, um, but with that said, the look is still important. So we are mindful of it, if that makes sense. And yeah, I think, totally. I think that you can be mindful of that and still be authentic. You know what I mean? You don't have to, it's not, they're not exclusive, you know, they're not exclusive of each other. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And what courses do you offer? And I know you do offer a few. Yeah. So I, like I told you, we have captured social group agency. Um, But as you know, with an agency, you can only take on so many clients and we're already packed. So what I did was I actually made, it's a social butterfly um, Instagram strategy course. And it's basically like all of the same strategy and tactics that we use at capture on our clients pages, but in like a DIY, here's what you need to know blueprint for you to execute yourself. So um, I have that course. I typically was doing it live twice a year with the group, but I just made it, they call it like evergreen, which is available on demand anytime. Um, So that's available for you to go through and do it yourself, which is, it's a really good course. I mean, it gives you a complete strategy from if you're someone who doesn't even really know how to define your brand, like we we're talking about, we like define your brand. Who is your ideal client? How do you optimize your page and your content to attract those people? Like, what are the content strategies that we use? How do you do a content plan, like a 30 day content calendar to boost engagement? Cause like I always say, engagement is the currency of Instagram, right? So if you want to grow your page, you got to grow your engagement. So the course basically teaches you how to make all of your content just for that. Wow, that's interesting. And where can our listeners find you? Your social handles, all the information? Yeah. So on Instagram and Facebook, it's at Teresa Di Pasquale, Teresa with an H. So it's just my main pages. Um, and you can visit our main website is capturesocialgroup.com. And you can read about the agency. And then there's some tabs on there if you're interested in the different programs and courses and stuff that we have. Great. Thank you so much, Teresa. It was my pleasure. Thank you for yeah. being my guest. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thank you. That was all for today, guys. I hope you really enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Not Basic Blonde podcast is available on all the major platforms with new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. To support the show, tag NBB Podcast on your Instagram stories and check out more behind the scenes on Instagram as well at notbasicblonde underscore or NBB Podcast. And if you haven't, subscribe, rate and review Not Basic Blonde podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.